everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. That's right, cracking open another Hair Razor Podcast. This episode, we're going to talk new additions to Jackrabbit football. We'll grab our EBC beer and make our way around the Summit League action. And that's a week that included a Monday tilt down in, down in KC for the Jackrabbit men. Big week. Yep. And finally, how far would you go to win a JV basketball game? <laughs> But first, let's go ahead and bring in everybody. We got Sam joining us today. Sam, how's it going? Very good. Very good. Very good. We got first down guy here. How was your week? I had a good week. Good week. Three basketball wins. Can't well six. Can't be that bad, right? Saw you busy, s- busy week. Saw you Saturday. Made it to the game. I did. Doubled yes. your basketball attendance on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets Made old. It. <laughs> Made it to Cubbies. That was a good time. Yeah. Pretty full. Absolutely. Full at, at Frost Arena, and we'll get to that. But you know what else was last week? The end of January? It was Groundhog Day. Oh, it was Groundhog. That's right. Fuck to Tony Phil. Speaking of other famous Phils other than present company, it was Groundhog Day. Fuck to Tony Phil. Did you, you knew this was simply more than a great movie in 1993, right? Yes. <laughs> Gr- oh, great. Might be going too far. That was an average movie. How dare you? <laughs> really? You really like I really think like that movie? Groundhog Day was fantastic. That was an excellent, excellent film. So to me You should put up a poll. Did okay, you like we'll the, put up a poll. To me, it's nothing but how him figuring out how to get that girl in bed with him. No! Not at all. He finally realized how to be a decent human being over the course of time. Yes, at one point in the movie, that's what he went isn't, for. Isn't that how it ends though? Is she's in bed with him? Well, she stays overnight, but right. with, but with nothing but uh, very true. Uh, what, what's right. the word? I'm non tawdry, non Lutheran activities. No, oh. the, the the opposite. Right, right, right. But, okay, yes. the The point of the movie is he's a horrible human being, and it takes him however many Groundhog Days to fix his issues he learns how to use a saw on ice that was actually measured so by some uh by some measurements going going back oh somebody figured out how many days right really looking at it they've estimated it was 33 years and 350 days so they broke it into like three different segments so in the first one you can you can include the days on screen, so you knew each day when he was catching the kid out of the tree or right. fixing the tire for the ladies, you right. know. And then there's uh, more things that they estimated. For instance, using the theory that it takes ten thousand hours to become an expert at anything, this group that put this together then applied that to learning how to do French poetry and ice sculpting those right. those all sorts those, of things. All those things. So going back through that, using some estimation with how long it would take to learn something at that level. They concluded that it was approximately 33 years and 350 days for Phil Connors in Groundhog Day. 33 days and... 33 years. 33 years. Relives the same day more than 12,000 times. Okay, good for people to go out and about and do that. Didn't he drive a car off a cliff? Yes, yes, that was another thing. How many times did he die? Many. He jumped off a building. He put a toaster in the bathtub. Many, right. many, many, many and times. Every time he woke up. And he wakes up in bed to the song the and, the, and the radio, yes. But, as we all know, or didn't know, Groundhog Day started way back over in uh, 
Europe. It was kind of a, something that the Germans brought over here. The uh, Groundhog Day marked the midway point between uh, the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So there was a lot of traditions that they had. There was a religious blessing of the candles, and they wanted to estimate how many candles they'd need for the rest of the winter when they're blessing them. So they looked to these hibernating animals to... Uh, As when get, they would unhibernate. Right. Well, how many candles am I going to need? That type of thing. And of course, when the Germans came over here into Pennsylvania, they brought that with them. And of course, knowing how long the winter might be was of concern to the early settlers. Right. They wouldn't have. They needed to know how much food to have. On they hand. did. They used hedgehogs though over in uh, Germany. So is Groundhog Day, is Groundhog Day a thing in Germany? I, I would assume. Or is it only so. celebrated in the I, United I, States? You know, I, I I don't know how much the Germans still celebrate. Sam, why don't you why don't you get on that? Get on the Google machine it, there and yeah. see if Groundhog Day is celebrated in more places than just. Well, they used hedgehogs, the getting over here. Uh, no hedgehogs in the United States. We had to move to the groundhog. The groundhog they have is huge. It's not like the groundhogs that you see out in western South Dakota that everybody wants to shoot. Yes. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil has been doing it for 137 years. That's not the same groundhog. Oh, but it is. No way. It. We have a 137-year-old groundhog? Let, there's only one Phil, and he's the original. He's given an elixir of life every year at the summertime groundhog picnic, which, quote, magically gives him seven more years of life, according to the Puxatani <laughs> Groundhog Club. I feel like we get an elixir of uh, life every time we go tailgate with the J.I. guys. I think we lose seven years of life, actually. <laughs> I, I think we go the other way. I think we, I think we all gain seven years of life tailgating together you would be right groundhogs can live up to about six years in the wild and 14 in captivity except for punxatati phil who is a i think a wonderful the, I think 137 years con- old conspiracy theory eric you, i think they're lying to you us. think so yes i think um, that groundhog has died and um they're just rolling out a different groundhog phil does not spend the off season alone he's married to phyllis <laughs> of course phyllis does not receive the same elixir of life so Phil has had many wives, so Buck's Phil, Phil has just been slaying it for 137 years. <laughs> Again, going back to the conspiracy, I think we're being lied to. Sam, do you have an answer for us? Yes, we'll try and put a poll up. Do you, do you like, or, or what is the poll question going to be? Is Groundhog Day a good movie? Yes or no? It's so subjective. Uh, do you like Groundhog Day? Yes or no? Is it, you could do the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Is it rotten or is it fresh? <laughs> okay, no. we'll figure out. We'll figure out the correct poll when we it put is, the podcast out. It out. is uh, only celebrated in the USA and Canada. Ah, well, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Germans us, took us it over here and brought it away. Right. Groundhogs do die. Uh, so this week, Quebec's beloved groundhog, Fred Lamarmont. <laughs> was found dead early Thursday, just hours before he was supposed to perform his annual ritual. <laughs> a child attending the ceremony was called in as an emergency replacement. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced the groundhog with a with kid. With a kid. Does um, the kid get the elixir of life? She was, no, she was handed a stuffed toy groundhog and predicted that winter will continue. <laughs> the only way winter doesn't continue, right, is if... If it's cloudy. If it's cloudy on that day, it shouldn't I, see its shadow. I don't know. They have it already written out. Uh, Phil's accuracy rate is 40% over the last decade. So, 
I'd... Phil is wrong more times than he's right, much like a weatherman. Well, Phil should be more scared of a bunch of people in top hats worshipping him than right. a <laughs> shadow. I'm a rodent. I can't predict the weather. Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks as we speak. Breaking news. What Breaking does that news. have to do with groundhogs? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, he just got traded. <laughs> okay. It's big. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Well, Fred in Quebec for the past fourteen years. Okay, well that up. would make yeah, that would make so sense in that he gets Canada no he gets no day. elixir of life, and that, which is therefore why he dies. I don't believe that our groundhog's one hundred thirty-seven years old. <laughs> you don't think so? He's not yeah, a tortoise. A I don't. <laughs> I mean, but it's interesting. But you did like that movie. It. You did like yes, that movie. Yes, I'm going to say okay. it's a great movie. Okay, we'll come up with the correct poll for. Groundhog Day. I didn't. I did forget about. But he did. He did see his shadow and went back in the hole. Right. Like we have many well, more yes, weeks there, of winter. There's more winter. Right. Which I could could have predicted for you, looking out the back of my window at all the snow. It's a nice day out, though. It's a beautiful it's day out. We we need this slightly warmer days to shrink some of the snow. Otherwise, we are going to have a mess in about six weeks during the Summit League of flooding. That's <laughs> Summit League of flooding. <laughs> Titled it. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, not bad. All right, moving on to more right, serious matters. Right. South Dakota State football coach, head football coach Jimmy Rogers announced nine new students last, last Wednesday to mark the first day of the February signing period. They're going to join a group of another 16 standouts who committed back in December to bring 25 recruits into the program. Also, three new coaches. So we're going to kind of spin through just a little bit of the uh, National Signing Day and the new coaches. So starting with... Uh, Going to be, uh, I believe, the safeties coach, Pete. Pete Menage? Yes. Okay, so we're going coaches first. Coaches first. All right, Pete Menage. Yes. Graduated from the same high school I did. Much better football player than I was. Hard to believe. How could that be? How could that be? Uh, he played football at SDSU. I think he got hurt um, and became a student assistant and then uh, just became, well, I think he was a student assistant for the most part. Went with uh, Dan Jackson when Dan Jackson went to Northern Illinois uh, and helped coach at Northern Illinois, which is in the MAC. So that was big for him. Um, when Dan left there, I think then he went to Winona State and uh, coached with uh, with Berge. Berge. Yep. yep. Um, and now is back, which I find to be great because uh, he knows all those coaches in Northwest Iowa and is able to get some of the talent out of there. I saw that. Had an idea he was coming back before it was even announced because two kids out of Central Lion who said they got their first offers tagged him in their tweets. One is a three-star kid and really good, played football with his brother. Um, actually, I played football with both with his brother, his father. <laughs> uh, actually played bo- football with both their dads. One's a Vanderzee, um, crazy athletic kid, and the other one's an even uh, incredibly good football player. His dad is the head coach at Central Line. So also out of, that's what I know about Pete Menage. Also out of Northwest and, and a good dude is Jake Menage, who's coming off a national championship at Northwestern. Right. Don't know Jake as well. He left. He took over for. Uh, He's going he, to be wide receivers coach. Which he played at SDSU. I don't know if he played a whole lot, but I think he was. I mean, I think he's incredibly smart. But yes. Uh, was took over as the offensive coordinator at Northwestern when Josh Davis left to come to SDSU. Northwestern probably isn't going to hire a offensive coordinator from SDSU this next year. I, no, I'm not after the so. two no, things no. that have happened, I don't see that happen. But uh, yeah, Jake also an incredibly good, uh, good football coach, and glad to have him back. You know, won a national championship down there at Northwestern this past year. Yep, had a very good team. 
Um, so it's nice to have him back. And rounding out the coaching staff at running backs coach will be Fresno State's all-time leading rusher, Robbie Rouse. Comes comes here from Cal Poly, and yes, he did know the temperature right. and two feet of snow yeah. and still made the trip. Still said, let's do this thing. He will His recruiting area will be Kansas and Missouri. I, I don't know. Is he from that area originally? I don't know. Uh, Not Pete, right. Pete manages recruiting area, I think, is Iowa. Uh, let me click on Pete. Where is Pete? Have it up here. Well, certainly moving through the, the rest of the players, no matter where they're from, we're glad to have them at South Dakota State now and looking forward to uh, having our own kind of uh, Groundhog Day and running back for another national championship. Happy to relive that day again. Right, in, right. In another in Frisco? Year. Yeah, that would be great. And so there'll be... SDSU brings back a lot of players, but you still have to keep building the team. So we're just going to go through a few of the 25 Should. that uh, have been signed. A third of them come to come to the Jacks from South Dakota. That's big. So, yep, it, it is very big. Caden uh, Brown comes in at quarterback. Uh, out of Texas? Out of Texas. He's, he's best just basically running, running around off script. He's just another blue-collar kid. It was one thing that was a very consistent with all the players listening to the coaches talk is they talked a lot about character. So they're continuing that tradition of just having these good, hardworking kids come in. He played linebacker at his Texas high school. He's going to come in and play uh, or is listed at quarterback for South Dakota State. Wait, he didn't play, he didn't play quarterback when he was there? Uh, they said he was a linebacker Did he play in Texas. Quarterback and linebacker. He might have played. He might have played both, both ways. ways. He definitely, he definitely a big kid, 6'1", 185. solid kid all the way around. Also, quarterback is Jack Ammer. He's out of Arizona. Yeah, he, he signed. He the, signed late, right? Caden uh, Brown signed early back in December. Yeah, and Jack Ammer signed just recently. Yep. They. Uh, he he comes from the hometown of one uh, Brock Purdy. No, well, hope, Arizona. Hopefully, he can do Brock Purdy things for the like he did for the 49ers, not the Iowa State well, Cyclones. Brock Purdy injured. never beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't think. Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Jack Amer had some pretty good offers from other schools: Toledo, Northern Arizona, Drake, Ferris State. So, yeah, twelve uh, leading the number of offers was Kirby Voorhees. He's running back out of Lutz, Florida. He had twelve offers this last spring, including Bowling Green, Richmond, and Georgetown. That's a big get, George. So everybody asked me, George Steinbrenner High School. In Florida. Yeah. How would that happen? And I said, well, I think George retired to Florida. And was it one of the big people to bring uh, Miami Marlins baseball to them? So there you go. Where's Lutz, Florida, do you know? Uh, Near the chip factory. I don't know. (laughs) Always asking the hard questions. Sam, you want to look up where Lutz, Florida is? I don't know the answer to. That's why we have Sam on the. uh, Another big Zach Zunner-like running back is Brendan Begaman coming in from Selby High School. He set some record, right, for most rushing yards in the state of South Dakota? Again, asking me questions that I, I do. Why do you I ask think, me stuff I that I don't did. know? I think he did. I think he has a record for most, uh, most rushing yards in the state of South Dakota. What's Florida is towards the middle by the coast of Florida. Did you just say by the <laughs> middle by the coast of Florida? <laughs> like, middle so located, you... middle, so... middle of, like... Are we up by Orlando? Yeah, by Orlando. Can you just show me the but map? But to the left of Orlando. By Tampa, right by Tampa. Okay, so we're up in the Clearwater Tampa right area. Right by Tampa. Okay. 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 I see you meant middle as in terms of north to south. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was hard to 
So we're not up by Pensacola, and we're not down by Key West. No, we're on Tampa, right okay. by Tampa. Okay. Um, Brian Beck, Brendan Begman. Brendan so. Begman coming at running back. What could be argued is possibly, arguably, one of the best players in South Dakota, Griffin Wilde, wide receiver out of Jefferson. So they offered him two years ago. They didn't have a spot for him. He also got offers out of Iowa, North Dakota, and South Dakota. What do you mean he did? they didn't have a spot for him? They didn't have a spot for him when... Uh, Two years ago, they didn't have him for a scholarship spot. Oh. And he basically said, you know, just keep me in mind. And they had an opportunity when I, I, believe, the, I believe the offer at Iowa didn't go through. And he was able to be on the phone with our coaches at the same time. And they were able to offer him a full ride. And he was able to accept to come up to South right. Dakota I State. I did hear rumors that Iowa was sniffing around. We got to keep, keep that Iowa recruiting guy. Out of South Dakota. Seems he's a pretty, like, seems he's like a, you help. He's a pretty good dude. He's a pretty good dude. We like him. Uh, but uh, we need to set up a perimeter. So we, the only people he comes to visit is, you know, his uh, family. Other players, Joel Roll, he's a smart kid, another wide receiver out of Nebraska, going for engineering. Shows the type of people that, uh, you know, SDSU is offering. Joseph Randall, wide receiver out of Minneapolis, 6'4", 210. He's just the type of like wide size. receiver that can go up, and he's he's your jump ball type guy. You know, throw that fade, go up there, grab it. He's also got a big basketball background, so clearly, you know, that, that type of jump ball right. type athlete coming in out of uh, Minneapolis. Moving to tight end, Joey Newman. Also, Newman. Go, going <laughs> to be an engineer. <laughs> He Illinois some, guy. He had some decent offers. Yeah, UND, UNI, Illinois State, yep. Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, his dad is a pilot, and his dad's route is uh, London, Paris, and back. Oh wow! So it's a big plane he's flying then. Yeah, that's hey, it. Hey, the other uh, the other guy that uh, well, anyways, we had another kid that had a dad as a pilot. I can't think of his name now. Good dude. Yes. Stood next to us for a few football games. We, and we had started the six oh five hogs. Yes, so we yes. had the celebration out at. Uh, Right. Out of well, slow shows. Oh my gosh! Flies for Delta. Yeah. Lives in. They live down in Des Moines, stationed out of Minneapolis. If I don't have it on the script, epic I don't fail. Know. We'll tag him. I'll figure it out. Hey, that's well. You said you weren't prepared, and you were not kidding. <laughs> Am I ever prepared? Dev, Devin Stoffel, Devin Stoffel uh, comes out of Wisconsin. He played both ways in Wisconsin. He's six six, and <laughs> they made a point to say he did not lie about it. Apparently, when you send in your heights to these coaches, people tend to add a couple inches. He was a full 6'6". Six, six when that's they met. That's a real thing. That's yeah. right. He could be the tallest linebacker in America at 6'6", six, six, 215. That's, <laughs> or excuse me, tight end. 6'6 six, six is tall. We got yep. another kid that's 6'6 six, six out of uh, um, Solon that played this past year, right? Again, ask me questions. Yes, you, yes, you do yes. this one more time. I'm <laughs> and you're turning leaving? this podcaster oh, out. Oh, okay, going okay. Not going to. Not going to say it again. <laughs> Jackson Kirsten, uh, moving to the offensive line. I, SDSU knows they want to run the ball, so they're going to keep bringing in, uh, keep that six oh five hog tradition going. He's out of Illinois. Uh, he's also tall, six four. Normally. That, that's a tall offensive six, line. 6'4", 275, and it looks like they have some weight they can put on him. Yep. So that's exciting. I like, I like big guys. Will Papke, offensive line out of Rapid City Central High School, 6'5", 285. He came into camp on the defensive line, and as they said, he was an offensive lineman. He just didn't know it yet. 
So they saw his work on the D-line, moved him over to the O-line in camp, and that's where he'll come into uh, SDSU next year. My question is, do any of them wrestle? You did it again. I don't. don't. (laughs) So many questions asking you. I would assume. Wrestlers make some of the best offensive linemen. Yes. Just straight up facts. They also just do not get in a fight with a wrestler. Never, ever. Write that down. Never, ever. Unless it's like the you know, lower weight, like the 112. Good luck. I just, I just feel like my weight would be able to handle them. I feel that they would crush you. Yeah, that's, that's also probably true. Kenyon Big Bow, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Another 6'5", 280. He offers Oklahoma State, Houston Baptist, Missouri State. Ian Mutler, uh, Mutler out of uh, Illinois. Muchler. Muchler. He's a big dude. Yes. 6'4", 290. Big guy. Noah Atherton out of Colorado has family from Montrose. That's uh, his connection to get back here to South Dakota. Oh, He's, yeah. And one of the things they, that you talk a lot about, we got to thank the programs. The, the, Kurt Lickus. The, uh, there you go. <laughs> Son is Egan. The, uh, the, uh, the programs that we have at South Dakota State and the, a lot of these uh, professors that are instrumental in also getting students to come here. Right, for instance, right. Noah, he's coming here for Precision Ag, and that was a big deal to him. It's his business. Yes, but it's Precision Ag. Oh. If you have an offer from the Colorado School of Mines, I'm just going to assume you're fairly intelligent. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what he's coming here for is Precision Ag. And Which, then, what a beautiful Precision Ag building we have. It is. The Raven? Is it the Raven building? It is the Raven Precision Ag building. On the defensive side, SDSU is bringing back 43 out of... What about Cole Jarrett? Cole Jarrett out of Papillion, Nebraska. That offers uh, Sioux Falls. He he was a late signee as well, I think. Uh, Moving to the defensive side, number one D in the country brings back 43 of their 48 players from last year, but also bringing in nine new additions at cornerback... Noah St. Justice. That's a, that's a great name. Just, just E. Just, you're right. He's from Montreal, Quebec. No, is there Noah St. Just? He's got kind of a Jesse Bobbitt they, play to they him. They play football in Canada? Yes. It's not too violent? I don't know. Okay. Do they use yards? <laughs> meters. It's the, it's the meters. <laughs> they have to use that's meters, right. don't I, they? Uh, they're probably still mourning the death of their, uh, their groundhog. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a, another kind of a... Noah's kind of like a Deshaun Gales-type player. Right. They're looking forward to him being a shutdown quarterback. Uh, and he's fairly tall for a corner, 5'11". 5'11". I like yep. that height on a corner. Cody Cotton, uh, he's a transfer. Transfer from Upper Iowa. He started all 11 games for Upper Iowa last year, and now he's transferring yeah. up here to South Dakota State. Colton Tilford, he was another one who came in uh, on the defensive back, or excuse me, on the running back side at camp. They moved him, and then the wide receivers coaches wanted wanted him. Oh. And then, finally, they moved him to linebackers, ended up at the safety position. So, all-around good athlete, another person he, who came into camp in one position and offered and will play at a different one. He fits that bill, though, of what Jimmy likes. I mean, he's he, he's going to – I mean, let's probably be honest with ourselves. At 5'10", 160, he's probably going to redshirt, and they're just going to feed him protein and, and It's fast. 10'6 right. on his 100-meter dash. Oh, wow. Gave up an offer from Nebraska, which was his dream school growing up, to come here to South Dakota State. Hmm. So awesome. that's I like that, it. That's that's Colton Tilford. So just a just a crazy athlete. Yep. 
Another Sioux Falls kid, uh, Bo Giblin, safety out of oh. Sioux Falls, Jefferson. This was just in the last few weeks, Bo signed. Right, right. Uh, very good athlete, plays basketball. I mean, he's on the basketball team, yep. starts on the basketball team, state champion. Uh, I like this Jefferson connection we're getting. I like, I like keeping South Dakota kids, specifically Sioux Falls kids in the state. Also, uh, from the Sioux Falls area, out of T, two players coming in out of T. Right. One at linebacker, Chase Van Toll. He came into camp as a running back. Defensive moved, moved got, got some looks at him. Moved him over the other side. Yep. I, side of the ball. I used to work with Chase Van Toll's mother. No. <laughs> well, as Fargo student loans. Yep. Good, good athlete on a good football team down there in T. Another good athlete out of T is Reese Kirschman. I think he might have been one of the first guys to sign, or at least to commit. That certainly and could be. And he had himself a day at one of these camps as well, just wreaking havoc, tackling people, sacks, everything. Might have been an Under Armour. Might have been in like the end-of-season Under Armour thing. Reese's, Reese's backyard and Chase Bentoul's backyard butt up against each other. These kids have been neighbors for a long time. Right. Right. They live right next to each other. They're going to be coming to SDSU. There's pictures of you think Reese. they room together? Re- well, there's pictures of Reese in, a Jack's, in Jack's gear at the age of four. Yeah, so, he has good parents. Absolutely. Good parents. Good job. So he's coming in on the defensive line, as is Nick Wells out of Sioux City, Iowa, and Bryce Hawthorne, whose dad, Ed, Ed Hawthorne, played for the Vikings. Bryce Hawthorne coming in out of OCO, Minnesota. Is OCO like a suburb of Minneapolis? You should know yes, that. Yes, it is. I can answer that I one. I say, you used to live up there. That's right. If you can't answer that one, Eric, I didn't. Well, I could have. Yeah, the blue-gray football game. Yep, he had two sacks. And then rounding out the defense is Blake Peterson. He's going to be a transfer from Iowa State. His dad played at SDSU a few years back, and he's going to be coming in on the defensive line. And then finally, kicker is uh, Jackson Isaacson, Isaacson out of Aberdeen. Good old Ron Kelly. Yeah, Blake Peterson's going to step right in. I mean, I know we we had, oh, we're losing uh, Caleb Sanders on that defensive line, but Blake Peterson coming in at 6'4", 260, he's, we're going to be all right. Animal science major. Yep, so it's cer- certainly exciting. It's always a kind of exciting time of the year when, you, you know, there's a lot to build upon now. and. Right, right. So we had eight kids out of South Dakota, three out of Nebraska, which seems a little bit low for us, three out of Illinois, which we're making a bigger Illinois connection, two out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin's always a nice place to recruit. Two out of Minnesota, Florida, Iowa. Only one Iowa Jack. Okay. Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona. Yeah. And Quebec. Uh, And Canada. So do we have to sing the Canadian? No. Okay. We don't. No, we immediately can answer that one, too. Uh, And thanks to Cubbies for uh, Yep, Cubbies hosting a great event Thursday. Coaches were great. Coaches were definitely ready to get us out of there in time to get to the basketball game Thursday night. So did you have anything else in football? Otherwise, it's about time to grab the beer and head down the road to the Summit League. Uh, I do not, other than... Probably, oh boy, probably, that's that look. Probably should announce it. Yes, it. I. I assume. I think I found it. I. Well, no. <laughs> Luckily, Lincoln put out their schedule. I don't. I doubt. Sioux Falls Lincoln football. Sioux Falls Lincoln football put out their schedule after our last podcast, and it looks like as though I'm fairly certain the Beef Bowl will be on September. If somebody from Lincoln wants to confirm this, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on September 9th. 
no beef. idea. Are you what saying the President's Bowl? President's Bowl, not Beef Bowl. Jakers. President's Bowl. Oh my goodness! But that would be the Beef Bowl for SDSU. Would be, I would assume, September 9th against Montana State. Yep, big game. So I probably won't be at the Beef Bowl oh, this boy. year. I'm gonna have to train somebody to pull the trailer up, <clears throat> Tyler Urban, and uh, which I shouldn't have awesome. to train him. He knows how to pull a trailer, uh, and you guys all know how to set the stuff up. So, but what about first downs? I'm, there I'm, will have to be a I'm tutorial on some first type downs. of like montage, just similar to uh, dodgeball and rip torn, right. of, of you throwing things at people, oh. getting them ready to uh, be able to make right. sure we know that's I another th- jackrabbit first down. I think the first game of Presidents Bowl though starts at four, if I'm correct. If it's a blowout, I'm looking at you, not listening. What? Yep. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he is in class as well. So just. Uh, with Sam playing football again this year, that's there's potential I'll, I'll miss that game. Well, I'll, I'll be there in spirit and, and watching on my phone and and in your your uh, trailer. <laughs> Just don't lock anybody in the trailer. Oh, the other thing is, is you know this, don't turn the wrong way with the first down and don't don't get too excited about first down. Sometimes what everybody thinks is the first down. Yeah, you gotta wait. Could no, be you gotta flag. make it. Could be a flag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've never turned the wrong way. I think I did one time, real early on. They switched quarters on me. <laughs> the struggle is real. For real. All right. For real. Are you ready to roll down the, the Summit League? Yeah, let's rock and roll. All right. So from EBC, EBC actually, uh, I since we were covering football the recruits today i brought back in groundhog day fashion in groundhog day fashion brought back the holy nut holy nut sour, sour now we also have we, we might make a room or a move off the the sour train onto the hazy ipa the cold heart the so, cold heart that, that was what uh ebc put on instagram so we are gonna have to try that that's a big beer um your AC is at 7.5%. This is, not, this is not a beer. This is a beer that Phil would bring to me, Phil, third person, to, <laughs> right? That I would bring to the beach in Hawaii because I'm an idiot, um, which is, it's a hard beer to drink on a beach, but not so hard to drink in our basement. And a beer like that, you don't want to let that get too warm. Right. It's going to get rough. But Jeff good. Jeff was a trooper, and, and we got most of them down. Yes, well, we I thought it was a different sour. I thought it just screwed up. I think you just looked at the packaging. I did. I did. Yeah, my attention the packaging to detail looked, isn't the great. The packaging looked like a light beer, and it was not. It, that, it was a that was, meal in a can. Yep, yeah, that was bordering on a little bit of light motor oil. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, for you're just kicking it back on a beach. Right. <laughs> so, moving. We're gonna move down this road at the Summit League with our with our EBC. Thanks to all the guys at EBC, always helping out. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to some new beers coming up throughout the summer up there. But moving on the women's, start with the women's side. Start with the women, okay. We got Let's go. just a little bit more than a month to go before we find ourselves uh, out at the Denny here in Sioux Falls for the 23 Summit League Championship. And South Dakota State stays atop the standings. They extend their winning streak to 13 straight games. With wins over North Dakota, or uh, excuse me, ahead of North Dakota State and Oral Roberts, who are sitting at eight and four in the conference. What's happening oh. there? So, 
Jack's on the road. They beat North Dakota. Both games, both the North Dakota schools, Jack started out slow, came back and pretty much uh, dispensed of both those schools. <laughs> both those schools put up a fight in the first quarter, and then they stopped yeah, fighting. Actually, uh, the Fighting Hawks led by four at halftime Thursday night, and then SDSU went on to outscore them 25-13 in the third quarter to... Uh, Go ahead and pull away. They led by as many as 22 in the fourth quarter. Haley Timmer goes for 16. 12 points out of Peyton Burkhardt and 11 from Kelly Thiessen, who also recorded 12 rebounds for her second double-double of the year. That was the first loss at home for UND. Good. That would, I, a little bit surprising. UND's sneaky better than they've, they've been in past years. They're, so, they're fifth in the conference. They've normally been towards the bottom of the conference. Valid. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, NDSU, they're 8-4 in the Summit League. They, again, jumped out to an 11-2 start and led 23-18 after the first quarter, but then SDSU goes on to blow past them 82-54 Saturday up in Fargo. Maya Sellen gets her 2,000th career point. Good. She, she's, she's been very good. She, she's been there a long and she's time. been a long time. <laughs> but you know, granted, in her defense, she was hurt. Yes, that with a Life shoulder injury, uh, a shoulder injury at certain and points she, in her career. And she tore. Did she tear her ACL? Maybe again. Maybe. With the, I'm, I'm marking it down. We might be to ten questions. <laughs> so the questions only go one way. <laughs> Could you? I'm going to challenge you to make statements for the next okay. three minutes. <laughs> All statements. <laughs> She's the second Jackrabbit to achieve the 2,000-point milestone. She joins who? Want to name that person? Do I? <laughs> yeah. I'll ask you questions. She joins Macy Miller in the 2,000-point okay, yeah, club. She only needed 10 points on uh, Saturday to get to 2,000. She goes for 15. Haley Timmer, again, led all scorers with 16 points. Paige Meyer. Paige Meyer goes 5 of 5 shooting and 4 of 4 from the line. <laughs> Highly efficient. That is super efficient. She finishes with 15 points. Tori, Nars, Tori Nelson has 12. And Brooklyn Meyer goes for 11 points and 4 rebounds. She just continues to get better. Brooklyn right. Meyer? Oh, right. yeah. I love her outfit. Yeah. Guess what else? That was NDSU's first loss at home this year. Previously 9-0. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Jackrabbit women are going to travel to Vermilion on Saturday, which I'm sure will be an absolute packed house. Right, because they fill it up. You know, Macy Miller is SDSU's all-time leading scorer. Do we think? Do we think Maya Selling can catch her? How many total points does she have? I don't know. More than two thousand. I think Maya will catch her because when she did this, it was. Yeah, maybe not. Well, while you wonder aloud, uh, this next week, it's it's obviously South Dakota State far and away leading the pack. They are four and a half games clear of everybody else in the in the right. Summit League. The Saturday battle, at noon at the Summit League. The battle for second place, though, is going to be interesting. Oral Roberts has a couple easy games at home. Oral Roberts is going to be at home against St. Thomas, who sits at 3-10 and 10 in the Summit. And then they'll play on Saturday. Oral Roberts is at home against Western Illinois, who is also at the bottom of the summit league at three and ten. Right, so they... It's conceivable that Oral Roberts wins two. NDSU also at eight and four. They have 
at Omaha. So they're on the road. They got to go to Omaha, who sits at six and seven and is fighting to move up in the standings. And then, of course, you got to make that trip to Denver, who is right. also at six and seven. So you could Their see. Their road's a little bit harder. Right. I honestly think it's going to come down to towards the end of the year when NDSU and Oral Roberts have to play each other. Well, yeah, like two weeks, likely, but there's also the chance that Oral Roberts sets itself two games ahead of NDSU. Right. If NDSU right. should happen to stumble twice, like their, like their men stumbled twice Ooh. here over the Ooh. over the Wrong weekend. Week for the NDSU men. It was not their week at all. So I'm not sure. Moving on to the men's side, I'm not sure whether you call it uh, a good end to a tough three-day road trip or was it the start of a great week it's the start of We're, a great week start of the great right. that's what we you're going with about it it's okay. a new week it's a new day start of a great week jacks win a very close exciting game down in kansas city 67 66 that thing was it, tight the whole way did you Go. get a chance to watch any of that game i watched the end of it well i listened to i listened to the end how of it live the, how did umkc get the basketball at the end of that game how did they that get the inbounds really at that huh Right, I don't. Them and they just gave them the ball and let them play. Like it straight up looked like it went off one of their players out of bounds, and then coming back in bounds with one point seconds left after the timeout, like UMKC had the ball. Even the announcers were like, "But they said the the ball went out of bounds off of SDSU." (laughs) No, it went off off of UMKC. They would have had to reviewed it though. Right, I don't think. I don't know. Either way, that was quite the sequence down the stretch because Mims throws up a prayer. Bank that thing goes in. He's almost going to double dribble. He beats the clock. That goes in for three. Then Shamari Allen, who was probably leading the, the whole nation in making big-time three-pointers and losing efforts, <laughs> he comes down the other way, top of the key, buries one. Right. Then we come back the other way. Mayo drives the paint. He draws contact. He's going to go to the uh, foul line. He hits his free throws, puts SDS up by one with about – so that was of 12 seconds. Then, right. yes – KC comes down the other way. I didn't. It was. It was I, a I didn't bad see the shot. It, it was I a, mean, they right. put it in that one dude's hands. Who probably are you saying the last shot? No, 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 no. The oh. second to last shot. Oh, sure, sure. He shot, missed. They. It looked like they might get the rebound. Um, it got batted out of bounds, and they went to. Re, they must have gone to review that. I thought they went to review time. Um, I also well, thought it, it was SDSU's well, ball. Should have been. By, hopefully, you would. Because there was like point two seconds left, so they gave him one second. And just out of nowhere, the dude came flying through the lane and about caught it and hammered it home for a Well, he got it to the dunk. backboard, and that thing hung on the rim a little bit and thankfully fell off Right to be the start. Of a great I game. didn't think it was going to go in. It looked like he hit it too hard anyways. But, yeah, big big win, though. UMKC's a decent team. It was a, it was a big win, particularly when you only can play seven. And they only had eight available. Right. So you, Very you, shorthanded. Right. You didn't have... Um, Charlie Easley. Chuck. Right. Arians didn't play either, did he? And Arians, Arians did not play. Arians did not play nope. in that one. So you only had eight. Uh, the only player that didn't play for SDSU was Fegan, uh, but everybody else had to be in there. There was foul trouble. Mayo leads the team again. He's kind of been putting it on his shoulders lately, 24 points. That was his fifth straight game with 20 points. Willem Kyle the third goes for a career-high 20 points. Shabari Allen had 23 right. for the Ruse, So that guy, that guy was on fire as well. He is. A lot. fun game to watch. Dark gym, though. Dark uh, gym. Thursday like was a fun game to watch. 
that was an offensive showing by SDSU and one of the best offensive performances I've seen out of the SDSU. As you get Charlie Easley back, they coast to a 96-73 victory over UND. Moores goes for 23. Zeke Mayo recorded his third double-double of the season. He goes 14-10. and 10. Every Jackrabbit that appeared in that game scored. Matt Dellinger goes for 13. William Kyle goes 12. Charlie Easley and Matt Mims come back shooting uh, with 11 each. Hey. Easley was 4 or 5 from the field the first time on the court since December 6th, and Alex Arians made his back after missing three games. He scored six. Who, uh, who led UND in scoring? I don't have that. Can you read that? Can I read it? Yeah, pronounce that name. Tostani. <laughs> it's not a pizza. <laughs> Stop! 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 started. Not gonna start. I'm not gonna play here anymore. I wonder where that dude's from. Sonte. What? He's from. He's from Letcher. Right. He's from. He's from Georgia, but not the Georgia in the United States. No. He's from Georgia in, you know, Europe. Can't even say the name of his country or in his town in his country. Okay, gave them a beatdown. You want to talk about the other game? The other big game. Other or, big. Or game. Are we just talking SDSU and then we're going to talk about the other? Yes, the other we, games. We're in the making summit. our way down the. Okay. We're making okay. our way down the road. All right. Not going to get ahead of myself here. Uh, Saturday, great, Saturday. great game up at uh, SDSU. Three thousand thirty-one fans. It was full house. It was full house. They're making some noise. It took all of thirty-nine and a half minutes of that game. SDSU, yep, SDSU finally closes out a 90-85 victory over the Bison. Not a great start. No, that was not great at all. 22-9, SDSU gets down. No, nobody looked like they were quite ready to play. They weren't passing the ball the same way I saw them pass on Thursday. It was a lot of, you know, one-on-one NBA-type sets, which eventually ended up working out. I mean, Zeke, Zeke Mayo put up a career career high there. right mayo just went off did you know that the one dude number 33 that started for ndsu that's his twin brother on our bench what yeah who the number 33 that started for ndsu his brother yes twin brother plays yeah. for sdsu who's Both that nebraska that's a great question Eric. I, have to, I have to find the roster well mayo goes for 41 see i'm finding what grab pull up the sdsu roster on your phone De- Detlinger goes for 17, Alex Arians 15, Kyle. It was good to have Alex Arians back. 12. That was a battle, like we said, to the final minute. SDSU got up by five with about a minute to go. All right, but I have the roster. I have the roster. Let me see it. He's a freshman. Not fast enough. Dead air is not great. Here, Sam. It, went oh to the, it went to the football. It went to the football. Jakari White. Here. Jakari White here. went J- off. Yeah, Jakari White, and right at the end, he he goes, puts a layup, cuts what? the game to 86-85 with nine seconds. Football or basketball? They, basketball. I did pull up the basketball roster. I feel like if, if, I, if I just put something shiny out here, you two would just... <laughs> who, who do you want? Jack goodness. House? Yes, yes. Fast reader? Yeah, Heart Strider. Yeah, yeah, his brother plays for uh, his brother plays for NDSU. Oh. All he right. started. He might be yeah, a little bit bigger than Jack. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Jakari White's layup, so that makes it 86-85. Mayo hits his free throws and then Mayo gets the steal, which was really interesting. NDSU, really, NDSU gave up. And I'm here really comes, glad, here I'm comes really, Richmond. Foul. Why will they not foul? 
I'm really glad NDSU brought in Cam Miller to throw that pass or an interception. It <laughs> made me so happy. It was. I can't claim that Jackson Tack threw that out on the Twitter today. No. Um, that was. So let's go back to that play. They had eight, what, eight and a half seconds left? Yeah. Why? That was nine, yeah. yeah. Right. So they try to inbounds it to just over our side of half court or their side yeah, of half court. Yeah, at the top court, of the right? key ish. But that's a, I mean, that's a low percentage pass that far. Now, granted, Grant Nelson is 6'10. Very long arms can jump, right? You'd kind of assume if you throw it up to him, he can get it. But that's also got to be a good pass. Were they assuming we were going to foul? Is that why they make that pass? Like, we let them inbounds it, they dribble up the court, and why then they would, foul around half court, so that way they have to shoot Why would we foul up one? We were up three. We were up three. Yeah, you're right. It's 88, 85. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Yeah. So that that had to be their only reasoning is, is let's let's throw it up to Grant Nelson, and at least maybe he can catch, jump, turn, shoot a three-pointer, and they that, follow him in the process that's of shooting a, the That's three. another debatable one. Put a poll on. When you're up another three. Another poll? When yeah. you're up three, when you're do, up three do you foul, foul or, or just do you play, play it out? I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I let him dribble up, see if you can't get a steal, which, I mean, we at the end of the day we did. But let them dribble up the court. Once they get to half court, try and get a try and put a foul on them. But what what's more what's more high percentage? Keeping them from shooting a three by fouling, which is the idea of that. Or now they make both free throws. Now you got to get the ball back in bounds. You right. have multiple we, we things. Two going and on. a half seconds left. I mean, you at still that point, get it right. At that point, though, you just throw it down to the other end of the court. Right. Two and a half seconds. Even if they catch it and call timeout, well, big whoop, you're still at that end of the court. I don't know. It's it's a debate. It's Very been debated on many, many, many times. Yes. I like the idea of following. Like right. if if I was if I was Hendo, let them dribble up as far as they as far as you're comfortable. Get, let them get it over half court. They've taken four to five seconds off. They only got three left, and and follow them. Make them put some pressure on them. Make them shoot some free throws. If they if they miss even, yeah, I I, I like that idea. I can't lose that way. Well, you could. I well, mean, you could. Now you make, but the not first, on that. Play. You make the first one. You miss the second, and all. all right, heck, but we still had William break, Kyle and Big loose. Dent yeah. to get rebound, right? And I trust those two down on the block to get a rebound when they're already in rebounding position. Well, thankfully Zeke Mayo picks it right. off. Thankfully, it was a bad pass. NDSU forgot what they were doing at all. <laughs> right, and then didn't follow. I thought it, I thought Richmond was going to come out on the court and foul someone for he, them. He about, I mean, he lost his mind early in the game where they were up by quite a bit, too. Did you see that? Well, both coaches. I, I, I thought Hendo was on his way for another technical foul, too. Mm. He seemed adamant on possibly getting one there when right. it was 22-9 and even moving along. Right. So. But even Richmond almost got one around that same he, point. He, I mean, he was going off, too. It was, a, like, it was an intense and, game. And, and the and, ball uh, the ref went to the huddle. Like, one of the NDSU guys had to, like, get Richmond to sit down and, like, okay, ref, you just need to yeah, Riggs, exit. Riggs, Riggs, uh, Riggs got – he got involved in some plays early that, you know – is that the ref? Yeah, the tall guy. There. I think he does a good job. I thought it was maybe slightly a little bit inconsistent from the first half to the second half for what they didn't allow in the first half to what they did in the second. But that was a that was a conference men's basketball game. I you, you, well here's, good good luck trying to make everybody happy and something like right, that. Right, right. Uh, there's quite a few SDSU fans that are just always going to be fickle with the refs. I just. I thought at the beginning of the game they were trying to make sure that it didn't get um, right out of hand. You, out of you hand, start letting right. You know. 
prickly, whatever the right word mm-hmm. is for it, right? And then as the game went on, okay, now we're going to let a few things go. Bison Report did not like the fact that Mayo was getting fouled on every single play because he's like, oh, Mayo is – I stumbled across his uh, Twitter stuff. I like I like it when he's annoyed. It makes, I don't it know. makes me I, happy. Nothing stuck out to me as egregious. No, and I thought the rest of the fine job. And that's the thing. You, you can pick out isolated incidents, but, right. you know, uh, but – but everybody got they they were at kind of a non-factor in that game if you ask me. But right. I will I will always kind of lean that way too. Hey, around the rest of the summer league, the yes. the unpredictable Leathernecks of Western Illinois. <laughs> they, they are unpredictable. They they, right? are, they are a riddle. Enigma wrapped in a riddle, or however that. I goes. told you when they went out to Denver that they were gonna get, they were gonna lose. Then they did the Leathernecks. They, so they finished the month of January. SDSU is a tough one out there. Again, being shorthanded. Right. Had if le- Arians is there, we there. win that basketball right. game. I would, I would agree with that. They were just gassed, and you know, when you're going, when the other team's playing. 13 guys to your seven right it's, it's gonna make right. a difference your seven and tesla only played in right six or seven minutes so they had five wins they were in second place at seven and four and they and that trenton master has master has yeah master? he 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 had master? them he had them playing uh the yeah master had them playing probably one of the best basketball they've played in quite some time and they got to denver and lose by 30 yeah and he went four for 12 nine points 74 44 it's a long trip you know they sell some things out in denver that are legal that you know sometimes maybe people take a part of that they shouldn't got a little excited 44 has got to be right down there towards probably western illinois lowest masner almost put up that by himself against us yes indeed Western Illinois does sneak by Omaha on Saturday, 75-72, to salvage the split for the weekend. But that loss to Denver is going to drop them into third in the league at 8-5. and five. So you've got a handful of teams trying to stay within the reach of the Golden Eagles, so they're three and a half. Not unlike the SDSU women, the Golden Eagles are three and a half clear of the rest of the league, and they got a 12-0 record in the conference. They win, well, they demolish USD on Monday, 103-53. And then win over Kansas City on Saturday, 85-57. Let's, okay, you continue. Sorry, no. I'm sure you're going to get to it. Well, South Dakota State sits alone in second place. Right. Following their three wins this week. Wow. St. Thomas wins two, and now they've moved up into fourth. St. Thomas going to be a problem? They're a problem, and they cannot qualify for the NCAA. That's the dumbest thing. When double, you get kicked out of and have to move. So did we... <laughs> So NDSU losing to USD was also huge. They had yeah. a terrible week. NDSU drops two in the weekend. They lose and to USD, USD on Thursday. USD loses to UND, yeah. who is terrible. UND is playing with like a high school team. UND is two and ten in the conference, eight and seventeen overall. So win yes, the Yotes. I at home as well as NDSU played SDSU. How they lost to USD is a little bit of a. I think they may have had a guy or two not play from what I had heard. It, it it could certainly be, and again, that's all, that's uh, kind of all wrapped up down there in the middle. Kansas City six and six, North Dakota State now falls to six and six, uh, USD sitting down there at six I and like, seven. I like where we're at, where we're heading. Got a home game. Oh, what do we got here? February 9th. We do not play that week. No, they play they play Saturday, USD at home USD on, on Saturday. At home, six o'clock game. Yep. Uh, I do not have tickets. Won't have tickets. Gonna have to watch that from the confines of my basement. Wouldn't be unlike any other basketball game. 
Except there's two. <laughs> Except for those two. <laughs> I have to go to Aberdeen on Thursday night, Eric. Oh, I'm spend some time no. in Aberdeen. Probably going to find that steakhouse up there I've never eaten at. We could just stay in Brookings on Friday and then go to the game. There you go. We're going to hopefully why try and get back, back for Sam's game oh, against okay. Brandon. That's a big game. Freshman, undefeated Lincoln freshman against the undefeated Brandon Valley freshman. If there was a line, I don't know where it'd be put at, but uh, if we just picking straight up, I like the I like the Patriots on Friday, <laughs> Brandon. You know, I think you can get a line on a freshman game. Can you? But uh, you have to be in Letcher. That's it's. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to, but I think you can. Probably could. Uh, yeah, you're right. That, that USD loss on Saturday to North Dakota after they I pick up that winner. That is really laying we, an egg when, right. when they could have moved up. I kind of like where we're sitting, though. Got that home game against USD. We still have to go out to Denver, still have to go to Omaha, um, who are decent, but then we get to finish the season at home. Maybe we, may, maybe we can knock off Oral Roberts at home. It, I mean, you, you hope so. That's a tall task. Right, but uh, you got to hopefully win out, make, win out except for Oral Roberts and walk let's away. Let's get that two, two seed. seed. Yep. Two seed is what we need. Two seed. You're playing on Saturday. I like playing on Saturday night. It's going to oh, be late, though, later. ORU has to, I mean, they're going to go to St. Thomas. in church that next Sunday. Oh, geez, you'll make it. What time is that, 1030? Oh, 9.30. I think you'll be fine. Or Roberts is on the road. they got to go to Western Illinois. Maybe they stub their toe out at Western Illinois next Saturday. One never knows. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, who knows what Western Illinois right. is going to do? They're an enigma. They are. <laughs> Like but it's wrapping up. I mean, the, the season is, is winding gonna, down. It's, it's going to be over before we know it. it We're going to be partying at the convention center in mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. Looking forward to that. And right? The get, Staters are still doing something? Yeah, you As bet. As always. How, yep. many, how many kegs are on order? I, you know, what, there's We'll the, figure that out after your meeting on Monday. And then there's the bonus kegs. I like the bonus kegs the on bonus Saturday. It's the old BK. That they, is uh, a long time in between games on Saturday. The women play at noon, and we probably don't play. The men don't play until 8. And there's no reason to go watch Oral Roberts play whoever they're going to have to play. Not unless you want to hey, play, are we you play dollar game on the... Uh, you're going to play dollar game. Right, but you got to go find somewhere to go play the dollar game. Play it right in your seats. Pass the cup around. Oh, in the arena. Yeah. So we're going to leave... Chris, we're not all sitting in the same spot. Yeah, we got ah, new seating arrangement this year, too. Oh, my goodness. The whole system is falling apart. It is. Speaking of Although systems... Although I'm very that, excited. Uh, hey, right, speaking of which, have you got your tickets yet for the Summit League? I have the email that says I got them. They won't. They won't issue those till the, you can actually put, get the tickets. I put later. them that I want them in the mail. Oh well, I don't know if they do that. Oh okay. I think everything's electronic, Phil. Well, hopefully they send them to me. They're, cl- they're cloning sheep now. <laughs> right, I get it, but I always get nervous when I don't have my tickets, as if I've forgotten to. I get a lot of emails in a day, and I get nervous. You know, I have, similar to I have the been on. Uh, I have been on support phone with you, trying to <laughs> no searching under this. Right. Speaking of things that are falling apart, the uh, Ch- Churchland basketball team out of Virginia had quite the experience this week. Arlisha Boykins, a 22-year-old former assistant coach of Churchland's JV girls basketball team in Portsmouth, impersonated a 13-year-old player who had played for the Truckers. So this, this girl's out of town playing in a club tournament. So her assistant coach decides to go into the game and impersonate her. Why? Why would anybody think that's a good idea? I, I, I have no what idea. What's wrong with people? And then, okay, let's just let's just give her, and I haven't read anything further of what the motivation for this was. Sure. A JV but, game. A JV game. So the coach couldn't even make varsity. Right. <laughs> she's, she's so bad she couldn't even make varsity. Couldn't even make varsity. No, but she, here, here, 
if we're just going to give her the complete benefit of the doubt, let's just say, and I don't know this to be a fact, let's just say they only had four, and they want to play. Okay. So this would make five. If you're going to do that, and this is a wild... They can't find a freshman? This is a wild stretch. Why wouldn't you just go on the court and, I don't know, hang out by the three-point line, not do a lot, get the ball, pass it back to somebody else? Right, don't score any points. Oh, she went to town, padding the stats. (laughs) Watch this video. She's taking it to the hole, gets fouled. She's... She's basically taunting the other team, going up, getting rebounds, swatting them like Shaq blocking so an 18-year-old <laughs> or an 8-year-old. So she's just out there. Just like, dominating. So Again, what is wrong with people? And apparently the head coach must have condoned that. I find it interesting that uh, we talked about this a little bit. Like, if, what, if you're an official, are you looking at this going, huh? Now, normally, now around here, I would know nearly all the coaches so you would recognize this right out there maybe not maybe not sub varsity i want to know them as well but (laughs) so we don't i don't know what happened there however the churchland school district they cleaned house fast jb coach fired head varsity basketball coach fired and they're done with the season too oh 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 wow so the girls don't play the rest of the season that but that's that's not the girls' fault, right? I, now we're punishing I, the I agree girls. With that, but I think the superintendent or whoever is like somebody roll out there and coach them. There had to be, yeah. Why you can't? You can't tell me for a JV game you couldn't go up and find some junior to come down and play. You couldn't go find some freshman to come up and play. I mean, are you kidding me? I think the unanswered, unanswered questions are endless. Right. But wow, right, watching right. this video. <laughs> So you did watch the video? I watched the video. Playing. It was a twenty-two. It was on TMZ. Uh, dead fourteen-year-olds, fifteen-year-olds, twenty-two, yeah, fifteen, sixteen-year-olds, yeah. If yeah, <laughs> she's taking it to the whole, making. I mean, it was wild. Right. What is wrong with people? I, I don't get it. No, I, I don't. When you say it out loud, how how did you think this was going to be a right. good idea? At what point were you like, oh yeah, nobody will notice? And you know what? Your point is valid. They wouldn't have noticed if you just kind of passed it around. This and that. Maybe maybe go play a zone defense so that way you can kind of hide her out on the corner and just maybe don't try that hard. But instead, she... That's my thing. She's like I, Billy Madison in dodgeball. Yes. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Yes, it was exactly like that. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know, the, the best scenario I can come up with is maybe there was only four girls. By the way, I didn't know... Well, I don't know if it matters at the JV level, but playing club... During your season, not not sure about that. In South Dakota, you can't. I know you can't. So right. it, unless, you, does, does you, that apply all the way down to the different levels? I don't. I don't know the answer. I, to that. I don't it's know. It fair. has to be. I I would assume on the different states, but there's hardly any, as far as I would know, there there's hardly any even events. AAU tournaments for high school kids. Right. Because you won't be able to get be, enough kids to go and play in them. Right. I don't think everything should be eighth grade and below playing club right now like out at the pentagon on you know some right weekends. right they should all be yeah. eighth grade and below yes it's wild wild gotta go to the pentagon uh, last night gotta watch jt play against minneapolis north yep ricky davis of the old iowa hawkeye was the coach of minneapolis north looks he is incredibly skinny uh and incredibly funny on the bench we we went after the sdsu game drove back watched right white river play sioux falls christian 
future SDSU recruit Joe Seiler. Yep. Uh, kind of coming off an injury. He had 22 points, which was not his best game. Um, as I think he averages 30 or something, somebody was telling me. He played okay, but, uh, you know, at White River, I mean, Sioux Falls Christian has a lot of, has a lot of length. They took Jefferson to task on Friday night and only lost by four, and Jefferson's probably one of the best teams in the state. But then, yeah, then uh, after that game, Lincoln played Minneapolis North with R- Ricky Davis as their coach. Um, they, had a, they have a good team. They just couldn't – They, I thought we might get run out of the gym just with how athletic that team looked. Um, and they were really athletic, but they, they were not great shooters. And Lincoln put on a show shooting. Did a very good job shooting the basketball. Tate Schaefer, I think, had 17, 18 points. Uh, that guy is money from corner three. And JT Rock did his thing. Lots of block shots, lots of rebounds. I think he had probably double digits. So, yeah, fun and time out at the Pentagon. And didn't break any rims out there. Right, and then who played after? It, that, is a, that is a fun tournament. You know, if, you, if SDSU had a away game, that would be a fun fun day just to set out the Pentagon from noon to whenever. Because then, oh, who was it? Was it Who's Oliver Vincent play for? That's Sioux Valley, Sioux Valley played St. Thomas More. Um and I didn't see much of that game because we got back, and then I did a few things around the house. But then Western Christian, who was number one in 1A in the state of Iowa, although Central Line is better than them, um, more athletic. Uh, they played Dakota Valley with the Bruns kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to bed at halftime because Western was down to Dakota Valley by 20. But then Sam said they had come back and got it all the way down to two. But uh, I think Dakota Valley probably ended up winning. I never took the effort to look, but <laughs> but if I had time, I probably would have uh, would have stayed out there if I didn't have to go to church in the morning. Cause it's, it's fun. It's a it's a fun thing. Nine minutes in between games is all. They bring them in like, let's rock and roll. I assume the teams are warming up out on the other courts at the Pentagon. You'd almost have to because you're supposed to get 15 minutes. Right. They threw up nine minutes. Yeah. Let's let's roll. I mean, it's on Mitco. Those last that those last sets of games are all on Mitco. T played. T played somebody else. Don't. Oh, T played Desmet. I think they won by nine. Desmet's got that big Wilkinson kid who hasn't found a home yet for playing college basketball. I would assume he will at some point. Well, anyways. Thanks, thanks for the high school. <laughs> that was a quick quick high school recap. Well, I gotta see Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis get left Iowa. What in '98? I mean. I mean, he's a great, great basketball player in the state of Iowa. Got to watch him uh, down in the state tournament. I think I saw him in the state tournament. I can't remember. But, you know, that's all you heard of, you know, growing up. He's about our same age and was Ricky Davis. Went to Iowa for one year in 98 and left and went and played for, got drafted by Charlotte, and then bounced all over the place. Ended up a minute with the Timberwolves. I think he even ended up in China and Japan. But, yeah, played all over, but now he's coaching up there in, in Minneapolis. So, And got to meet some dudes. There's one big dude on the Minneapolis North bench, and I turned around and said to these guys behind me, I think they obviously were dads, and I said, does that big dude play football? And they're like, no, but his brother does. And I was like, huh, well, the Gophers could probably use him. He's like, or SDSU. I was wearing my SDSU hat. I said, yeah, and then he said, yeah, we both graduated played football at SDSU. I said, oh, cool. Didn't get their names because that's what I do. Did they get your name? No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, they played in, what they say, 90, 92, 93, kind of that, that time frame. So yeah, it was before my time. Just don't ask me any questions about 92, 93. I did look up the program okay. trying to figure out who they were. 
One looked like he might be a running back or a linebacker, and the other guy had to be some sort of cornerback or wide receiver. Well, another good beer, another good week. Play the Yotes this Saturday. Hopefully take home a men's and women's win. Right. And with that, go big, go blue, go Go Jacks. Jacks.